Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and today's show is brought to you by Simply Safe Security and Coinbase. Please support our sponsors and check out today's show notes for special offers from simplysafe.com and Coinbase. We have an excellent show today, very topical, very important, but a topic that is often swept under the rug, as they say. Not today, though. Not on the Not Old Better show with our guest, Sal Cerisi, MD. Dr. Cerisi has an amazing personal story. Up to 90% of all men by the age of 85 suffer from an enlarged prostate, a condition that can severely impact daily responsibilities, such as the ability to work due to the need for frequent urination. This was true for anesthesiologist Sal Cerisi, who, at 70 years old, spends his days in and out of the operating room and is understandably unable to take the frequent breaks needed. After living with an enlarged prostate, also known as benign prostatic hyperplasia, for three to four years, Dr. Sal Cerisi sought treatment when the condition became unbearable and nearly prevented him from working. After learning from his doctor that medication wouldn't work due to the severity of his condition, Dr. Cerisi became determined to find an alternative treatment and approached a colleague about a water vapor therapy. Yep, you heard it right, a water vapor therapy treatment. A month later, he was treated and back to working in the operating room without his previous work. This is an amazing story. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. Sal Cerisi. Uh, Dr. Sal Cerisi, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul. Great to talk to you today. Glad to be here. Yes, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad you're here too for, for a variety of reasons. And we'll, we'll get into this. Of course, you, you are a sufferer of an enlarged prostate. Um, Interestingly, up to 90% of all men by the age of 85 suffer from an enlarged prostate. I just was diagnosed with an enlarged prostate known as BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia. And I wonder if you would maybe start off the show for us by by describing what BPH is. Give us kind of a, a tech, you're a physician, uh, give us a technical idea of what it is and kind of what it means in a lay, from a lay perspective also. Sure. When, you, when you're speaking to BPH or, or benign prostatic hypertrophy or hyperplasia, you're, you're, you're speaking to an enlargement of, of, of the gland in, in, with age because of the, the, the uh, changes in, um, in uh, various levels of our, our, home, our, our, our hormones as men. The, the prostate grows in, in size. It, it's, it's inevitable. It happens to most, if not all men, and uh, can subsequently cause symptomatology that can, if not treated, can, can alter your life. Uh, again, you know, in terms of the prostate, anytime you, you do have an enlargement of the prostate, you, you obviously think of, of the possibility of and potential for, for cancer. So that's why it's also very important for men over 50 to begin to have their PSA, the prostatic specific antigen measured on an annual basis. And that also is a measure of, of uh, the size of the prostate as well as the, uh, the incidence of cancer within the prostate. So as my prostate began to grow in a benign fashion, uh, my PSAs did begin to creep up some, but not to the point where it was associated with the cancer. 
in, in addition to PSA, it's also a, um, a wise uh, idea to have a, a digital re- a rectal exam where the prostate is actually palpated and any areas that are suspicious of cancer, uh, which, is, which is indicated by a change in the texture and the feel of the prostate. The prostate, generally speaking, is a spongy, soft gland. So when it becomes hard, when, it, when, a, when a, the examiner feels a hard nodule or a hard area, that, uh, that raises a red flag. So there's a couple of things as, as men mature that they, they need to look out for in their prostate. Number one is enlargement, which can happen impingement on the urethra and the bladder, which can cause symptoms which alter your, your lifestyle significantly. And also the, the incidence of prostate cancer which needs to be monitored as, monitored as well. Thank you for that. Yes. And so you mentioned this idea of altering it lifestyle and that impacting daily responsibilities. As a physician, you really had an experience with this. And so I wonder, throughout the day, what did that look like for you? How much, how much were you urinating and, and how did that disrupt your life, especially your professional career? Well, you know, these symptoms began, uh, as I mentioned, around five, six years ago. And then the symptoms uh, started off as uh, an increase in frequency of of urination, and particularly at night, uh, getting up uh, at least two or three times in the course of the night, and also a sense of urgency. But early on, I I was able to control it and, and to strategize around it. So it didn't necessitate a, a, a change. Initially, it didn't necessitate a change in my in my lifestyle. Other than it, it did, it, it, it was a bit of a of, of, of a nuisance. Um, as time progressed, particularly uh, oh, it had to be about two years ago now. It got to the point where uh, you know again the, the prostate continued to grow. So at, at the, uh, two years ago, my my primary physician may know the fact that sits out, you know, this, this prostate's really large. I'm going to refer you to, to a urologist. You know, I don't feel anything suspicious in it. I'm not co- so concerned about any kind of cancer, but, but, the, but it's large enough that, uh, that we need to be concerned about your bladder potentially becoming obstructed. So I went and saw my, my uh, uh, a GU surgeon at that point in time, Dr. Ralph Thick. Who I work with in the operating room on a regular basis, so I had confidence in his skill. I knew him well, and sure enough, he did an exam. He said, "Yes, yeah, Sal, you know this is this is pretty big," and um, and he said, "Well, you know, we could put you on medication, but chances are you're not going to have much of an, an effect. You can change your diet a bit, and that may have a little bit of an impact. And you can take some soft palmetto, that may have some benefit as well, although not uh, absolutely proven to have an impact." He said, "You know, eventually we're going to have to we're going to have to do something." Now, what that conjured up in my my mind was the memory of, of my dad having an issue and him having to have a transurethral resection of the prostate, which was the only approach to dealing with this issue uh, up till about five ten years ago. And in a TURP procedure, TURP is is not an easy surgical procedure. It requires an overnight stay. Uh, you can lose a fair amount of blood. There's, there can be issues with the catheter uh, placement postoperatively. Often patients are brought back with, for clot evacuation from the bladder. It's just, it's not a pretty picture to look at or to, to think that, well, you know, you're going to need one of those in the future. 
And being that my father had it, you know, this there is a, a, a genetic uh, correlation with, uh, with with the prostate. Although, again, you know, again, ninety percent of the men are going to have to deal with this. It's not one hundred percent. But he had he had a significant issue with it, and I thought, you know, it's only a matter of time. So, to some extent, I, I, I was denying it, trying to delay it. But over the next two years, it got to the point where, in working in an operating room, uh, this sense of urgency, and with the sense of urgency, there was pain. Your your bladder actually contracts against this restriction uh, in in your urethra, and and it causes discomfort. And in the course of a surgical procedure, I would suddenly suddenly get this sense of urgency and pain. I, I, obviously distracting, but you don't want to be distracted. And I would need to call for someone to 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 to, uh, to get me out. And and that's no easy task. It's not like getting up off your desk and going to the restroom. Someone needed to come in um, to, uh, to to provide relief for me. So it got to be problematic to the point where. You know the, the the frequency, the urgency. There 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 was there was leaking uh, from the bladder uh, in, into the urethra. So again, I always kept a couple of pairs of underwear uh, available in in my in my locker in the event I needed to change. I I, I restricted. <laughs> boy, I tell you, you know, when I look back on it, that was not the smart thing to do. <laughs> I I, re- I restricted fluids mm-hmm. so I wouldn't produce as much uh, uh, urine. And so it, 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 you know, at the two year mark, two years from now, it became, I, I saw it begin to impact my work. Now, in addition to, to work, I also do some lecturing at anesthesia conferences uh, around the country. And, and I also noted that it began to impact my thought processes and my preparation for a lecture. You know, I'm up there, I'm expected to do 60 minutes. And on occasion, this sense of urgency and pain would come on, and and what do you do? Uh, it it became somewhat problematic. I would I would uh, stick it out. I would you know battle through it, but it it, it became more and more impractical. It was it, it it drew it drew my attention. I, I would be I would I would be anxious about going up there for an hour, not knowing whether I would get hit up with this sensation. And what do I do? Do I excuse myself? That's hardly a good look when you're speaking, you know, in front of a group of, uh, of people, 100, 200 people. And the last thing that, uh, that it, be, it began to impact was with, my, uh, was with my family. It was hard to make plans for travel. You know, our grandchildren want to go down to, to Disney World. You know, the thought of, of sculpting out you know, where the restrooms were, am I going to make it in time as I'm walking through the park? You know, what, what, what if there's a restroom a good distance away? What, 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 what am I going to do? Do I need to carry an extra pair of pants with me? I'll tell you, you know, it really, so it finally got to a point where, 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 where my wife mentioned, you know, she said, look at what's happening. Look at what's happening to your lifestyle. That this this gland is is dictating is dictating what you do, and it's simply too big. It's not that it's a cancer. It's not a life threatening situation. You you need to get something done. 
And so, you know, men, men are the great deniers. Mm-hmm. They'll go down the path of least resistance for as long as they can until the wheels fall off. <laughs> and, then, and then you wind up, you know, having to go in on an emergent basis because you can develop an emergency out of this in the sense that, that you're, you're unable to empty your bladder. It can get to that point if you let it. So, you know, it finally dawned on me, you know, I, I, I got to get something done. But I've, I've been hearing about these, these in-office procedures for a bit. And Dr. Vic did tell me when I saw him, you know, the, the, what amounted to a year before, he said, so, you know, we may be able to take care of this in the office. When, when you're ready, you know, let me know. And I thought to myself, really? In the office? You've got to be kidding me. And I really didn't think much of it. And, uh, but then uh, about a year ago, it's been a year since I had this done, I was on the way home, driving around the way home, and uh, I, I hear this, this commercial for uh, Resume by Boston Scientific. And I thought to myself, good night, that, that may be the ticket. So I saw, so I saw Dr. Vick a couple days later, and I said, Dr. Dr. Vick, do you do these Resume procedures? And he goes, yes, Al, you know, I've, I've done about a dozen now. And I tell you, I'm having some really good results. I've got men coming from 60, 70 miles away to get this done. And, and it, it's like it's like it's changed their lives. And the resume is I this said, water vapor treatment. Is that what is that what that is? That's, that's correct. OK, good. That's yeah. Correct. So, t- t- yeah, please it, tell it, us it, a little bit more yeah. about that, because I'd like to learn yeah, about that. Yeah, it, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's essentially steam or water vapor, as you mentioned. So he said, Sal, what you need to do is come in and we need to evaluate you to determine whether indeed that this procedure would work. You just don't come in willy nilly and have it done. So I said, sure, you know, listen, I, I got to get something done. I got to get something done, Dr. Vick. So I went in about a week uh, later and uh, they, they have a questionnaire you fill out in reference to your symptoms and they, and, and, and they grade, they grade these, these questions, answers to, on a scale. And, and, and that scale determines whether you're a candidate. Were your symptoms considered pretty severe at that point? So you'd been about two years into the medication route. And so at that point, were you, were you severe in, in, in categorization? Well, yeah, I, I, would, I would say that he would, he would rank it as severe. And in fact, I wasn't on, any, I wasn't on anything, Paul. The, the, he, felt the med- uh-huh. he felt the medication wouldn't work. Oh, okay. So, 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 so he didn't fool with it. You know, I tried diet to some extent. I see. You know, changed okay. my diet. I did take some saw palmetto, you know, which is over the counter. Uh-huh. But, but again, once it gets to a certain size, it, 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 you're hard-pressed to shrink it any other way. Uh-huh. Uh, ph- 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 pharmacologically, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so in any way, case, I go in, I, I get this. He, he, uh, 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 Dr. Vic does do a, a, a cystoscopy under, under local. And that's a exploratory? Exploratory. He goes through the uh, urethra, t- takes a look at the bladder, and is able to take a look at the prostate. Mm-hmm. And from where the prostate is positioned, he can also determine whether you're a good candidate. And so he did that. It's, there, there's, there's no discomfort involved. It's, it's done under local. Uh, you're not sedated or anything. So, I mean, you can walk in and walk out, but that's part of the evaluation. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there and he takes a look and he said, Sal, this thing, it, it, it's big. It, it's big. And I can tell that you've been fighting this for a while because the inside of your bladder is, uh, is, is rigid. Is, it has ridges in it. Mm-hmm. The, the ridges being the, the, the hypertrophy of the muscle 
associated with the bladder contracting against the resistance. So he says, Sal, your bladder's been working hard for a while hmm. by just looking at the inside of the bladder. So he said, based so on... The bladder becomes rigid and, and well, it, it starts to not... Fu- it, 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 it develops yeah. rigid. Uh-huh. So it's, it, it, it's, it, 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 it essentially develops its muscle. It, it, but, but that's not good. You, you don't want the bladder to become so muscular, muscular that it, 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 it becomes, in, in, in essence, inefficient. It doesn't allow it to... Cons- so, because it's working too hard. It's working yes, too hard. Okay. So in any case, um, he said, listen, based on the position and the size... Uh, I, I, I believe you're a good candidate. We, we ought to give this a try. Yeah. So I said, listen, you're, you're, you're on. <laughs> um, so th- this was in, this was in, in September and, and we had a trip planned, uh, for, for Disney world of the latter part of October. So I said, Dr. Vic, you know, what are the chances? Can I get this done and, and be, and be good to go for Orlando? at the end of October. He says, Al, from what I, the results I've had, if you have no complications and you're able to come in on the date that I've given you, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, that, that you can pull this off. So I said, well, it's got to be done. It's got to be done, so let's go at it. So we scheduled the date. I went in. <clears throat> they uh, explained the procedure to me. Uh, the rep was there as a uh, uh, representing the equipment and and, uh, uh, if there were any issues that came up uh, technically, they were there to to provide a a remedy or or guidance in terms of the the equipment. Dr. Vic had done a fair number, as I mentioned, so he, he was familiar with the equipment and he knew how many spots, he knew how many spots he was going to have to hit with that, with the steam or the water vapor uh, in the course of doing that cystoscopy exam that he gave me about a week before. So they go in, they, they, they prep you, they put you on, a, on an exam table, your, your, your legs are up, and, and uh, for analgesia they, or pain relief, they, they have you uh, uh, breathe some nitrous oxide. Uh, I, I knew what that was all about. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an anesthesia yeah, provider, yeah. so I knew what to, I knew, I knew what to anticipate. Uh-huh. And I knew that I knew I knew that nitrous oxide wasn't the most effective agent to go with, but at that point in time, that was the only agent that he could go with in his office. And now remind me, and I'll share with you what 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 they're using now uh-huh. as a uh, in terms of the difference. Okay, good. So they 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 have you breathe the nitrous oxide for about three to five minutes because it takes some time to develop an uh, an analgesic level. You're not really anesthetic. Your analgesic, analgesic, uh, referring to to pain relief, and so you know, doc, Dr. Vic uh, gives me a heads up. He says, "Sal, we're going to start." So they went ahead and started, um, and there was a fair amount of, of, of pressure that you could feel down there because mm-hmm. this was and through your urethra, he, he, through the urethra. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, was that locally anesthetized? The period that, okay. Yes, it is. Okay. They, they, they use lidocaine jelly. Yes. They use lidocaine jelly uh, to, to not only lubricate the instrument, but it does provide a local anesthesia. And then, you know, of course, the nitrous oxide. They, they spend about 10 to 15 seconds on, on each spot. 
So the, the procedure literally takes at the most a to- total accumulated time of about three minutes, maybe at the most four minutes, because it doesn't take long for that, for that water vapor to, to do its number. So again, there was pressure. Uh, it wasn't, it, 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 there, there was some discomfort, but I was highly motivated. I kind of expected, you know, to, to, to feel some sensation. Uh, the support staff he had in the room were terrific. Um, uh, Dr. Vic was cheering me on, so to speak. <laughs> and, 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 and we got it done. Now, once it's done, because of the, the, the trauma associated uh, to the urethra, uh, they, they do pass a catheter into your bladder to keep that urethra from swelling up and closing off in the course of the next few days. So you do have a catheter in, in place for about five days, and you wear a leg bag, and, uh, and then in five days you go back to the office and they remove that, that catheter. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew that was coming. But, I, but again, I, I was highly motivated. In fact, you know, I, I asked Dr. Vick, I said, you know, can I go to work the next day? Hmm. <clears throat> he said, absolutely. You know, it's up to you. In fact, you're, you're going to be amazed because you're, you're not going to have to worry about where your urine's going. It's taken care of. <laughs> you're getting a break. All you got to do is empty that bag when it fills up. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, he was, and he was right. He was right. I mean, I... I, I, when, when I went to work the following day, I, I, you, you know, you kind of anticipate what you've been through over the last uh, couple years and it's not there. Hmm. You, the sense of urgency is not there. The pain is not there. Um, so I, I wore that leg bag. I had the catheter and leg bag in for five days. And the purpose of that is to, is to allow the, the, the urethra to, to heal Mm-hmm. And and to avoid it swelling up, and and um, and and not being able to to urinate. You mentioned that the water. So they have become. Uh, sorry for interrupting. I, I was going to ask you too. I wanted to just back up and get a clarification here. So you, so you mentioned mm-hmm. that the water vapor uh, has to do its thing. What exactly is that water vapor doing? Is it is it freezing? Yeah. The prostate is there. It, okay, it, and in that sense, it's constricting. Yeah, it, it literally because of the the temperature associated with the water vapor, it peels the the, the prostate back, it peels it off, it peels it off. In fact, when 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 Doctor Vic was doing it, he said, "Sal, you're going to have a good result. I can literally see the architecture of your bladder and your urethra changing before my very eyes." It was like it was all stuck up, and as he hit it with the water vapor and the prostatic tissue sloughed off, it literally sloughs off. He said, I could literally see your urethra being freed up. Hmm. And, and is so that sloughing said, off? Does that get removed through the, um, through the urethra, or is that vacuumed out it's absorbed it's absorbed okay no no the the tissue is absorbed over the course of the next 30 to 60 days you don't even know it It, 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 it's just it's just absorbed by the body and um so again at the five day mark you know that that's a pretty big day yeah Uh, because you know you want to go in you want to get that catheter out but yet 
you know, the big deal is, is being able to urinate. Uh-huh. And, you know, I asked Dr. Vic, I said, you know, this, this bladder has been, been silent for, for five days. Well, will it wake up? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not been, you know, it's been empty. It, it's not, it's not contracted. It's not done anything. He said, oh, yes, Al, you, 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 you'll be surprised. The one thing I didn't want to happen was obviously to have that catheter removed and not being able to void and then having to go back mm-hmm. and having the catheter put back in. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Vic, in the course of the number of cases he did, have, had not had that happen. Mm-hmm. But again, we were dealing with a big prostate. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, I went in. Any other side effects? No, no. In terms of wearing the, 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 you know, the catheter, you can shower. You can, uh, you know, again, I, I couldn't go to the gym. I, I couldn't run. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you you have to you have to limit your your physical activities to some extent. But like I said, I went to work. Uh, you're able to you, obviously you you can get around the the walking. In terms of well, Sal, how does that feel? You know, actually, after about the the the, the first day, you 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 don't know it's there. It's it's amazing how the body adapts to something. You know, being in in, in your your urethra, which you would think you got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to have that for five days. We'll be right back with Dr. Sal Cerisi and his powerful story about prostate health. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Paul. You know, if you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving the Not Old Better Show listeners early access to all their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award-winning home security. That's amazing. You know, I love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe, indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe is my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. I've talked about it a little bit before. It is the system that the U.S. News and World Report names as the best home security system of 2021. That's right. And if you could believe it, it just got better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help you keep you and your family safe. This is just awesome. I installed mine. Oh, a couple months ago, and I have the new camera, and I will tell you that the image quality on the camera is fantastic. And that is important when you're viewing anyone coming to your home unannounced. You see exactly who it is, and the mobile app gives you a great multi-angle picture. It's fantastic. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over 100 bucks. It's fantastic. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's really easy to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So, take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash not old better. All of this will be in our show notes, but remember that's simplysafe.com slash not old better for 50% off your entire system. Thanks everybody. You know, everyone in the not old better show audience knows 
that we have to keep growing. We have to keep learning. We have to stay curious in order to stay sharp. We also need to stay abreast of our finances. Before we rejoin today's conversation, I want to thank Coinbase for sponsoring our show today. Coinbase is a platform for buying, selling, earning, and learning about cryptocurrency. Coinbase is a secure and beginner-friendly platform for users to start and continue their cryptocurrency journey. You know, if you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed, well, (laughs) join me. (laughs) And I'll tell you that Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell cryptocurrency absolutely simple. Coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should learn about cryptocurrency, whether you've been trading, investing, and buying securities for years, or you're just getting started. Coinbase can help. For example, I've learned that crypto can be used to advance meaningful personal goals or life milestones, which is exactly how I use it. But I suggest learning about it first at Coinbase with their easy-to-learn system, tutorials, and ways to reward your learning with free quizzes that pay you. That's right, pay you. You got to check this out. And Coinbase makes it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn to trade like a pro. If you've been looking to level up your financial portfolio, balance, and to diversify, why not think about cryptocurrency through Coinbase? Coinbase is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world with 7.4 million monthly users, 2,700 employees, and over 80 cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin that are all traded on its platform. And it survived and thrived in the crypto market and has steadily built an amazing user base, including me. (laughs) Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. Now, for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash N-O-B. All this will be in our show notes. But remember, sign up at Coinbase today for coinbase.com slash N-O-B and you get $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash N-O-B. Thanks, everybody. And now back to our program today. And we're back now with Dr. Sal Sarisi. Dr. Sarisi just has this amazing story of prostate health. So it sounded like you were you were really pretty much right back at it. How how long does this treatment, the water vapor treatment, last? Will this be the rest of your life? Does the prostate continue to grow? Will it get enlarged again in a period of time? Well, the literature indicates that looking out at it from for five years, because that's all the data they have at this point. At five years, there's there's no there's no additional need to, for treating the prostate. In regards to will the prostate grow uh, again? Uh, there is medication they can give you to 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 kind of minimize that risk, but Dr. Vic felt that you know the, the shell chances are uh, you're it, it is not going to get it's not going to get to anywhere near the size that it was, and um, so he 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 didn't recommend any any medication. Uh, he said you know we'll just watch it. You know uh, the 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 five year studies look very good, and. Um, uh, he felt fairly confident that with the water vapor therapy, that there's a a, a, a retardation of of, uh, of of growth. Um. So so that's that that's what I'm planning. I'm at the over a year now, and um, 
the my my function's been very good. All functions, so no no ED issues, nothing related to. No, no, that you know, you know that's a very good point. Paul. <laughs> well, this is a sensitive no subject. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, there there is no impact. There's no impact on sexual function, which is a big deal when you have to treat the prostate, mm-hmm. uh, particularly surgically. Mm-hmm. So no, there's no no issue with uh, sexual function. Uh, the the force of my stream, which as you know, the prostate enlarges <laughs> becomes like a trickle, mm-hmm. is not, is now back to where I was probably when I was thirty forty years mm-hmm. old. You know, uh, the dribbling. You know, I don't have to keep extra underwear in the locker mm-hmm. anymore. I don't have to worry about hydrating. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't have to worry about getting up and giving a lecture and not knowing. Good night. When is this thing going to come on me? I don't have to worry about uh, uh, traveling down the highway and, and scoping out when the next restroom. Did you consider any other alternative treatments besides the water vapor treatment? Did you kind of go through what else might be available out there? Because the water vapor treatment, you said you saw that actually on a on an advertisement, and and so it's was relatively new at the time. Did you think about some other things in in kind of a comparison? I did, and I talked to Dr. Vick about it. And there's a there's a procedure out there where they actually staple your your prostate back. They they use a stapling device to to staple it in such a way that it frees up the urethra. And um, I've, I've looked at that. It's had more of a surgical procedure. It had more of a surgical procedure. Uh-huh. I wanted something that was that that, that didn't rely on a tacking device. Uh-huh. And uh, and Dr. Vic thought that because of the size of my prostate, this was the way to go. He didn't think that the the attacking approach would would uh, would work as well. Again, because of the size. So there are variables you need to consider. Now, with the tacking device, you you don't have to have the catheter for for five or six days because there's not that that swelling that's associated with the steam. Uh, so you know there's. You have to balance out, you know what 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 uh, you know what what your situation is is indicating, and and what what your 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 urologist is is good at, and what he feels confident in based on how you present. Yeah, well, Dr. Sal Cerisi's been our guest today. We really appreciate your time. This has been great information. I'm I'm kind of squirming here thinking about this personally, but this has just been very helpful. I, I, I think I might be a candidate for one of these procedures at some point, but gosh, good to hear that you're doing so well. And um, at 70, more power to you and lots of great days ahead with those, those grandkids and with your wonderful family. We, we just wish you the best, Dr. Cerisi, but thank you so much for your generous time today. Thank you, Paul. You know, I appreciate the, the, the opportunity to get this message out. And, uh, you know, men, as I mentioned, men are great deniers. And I, I, I would just encourage men to not wait too long, not to wait, wait too long, because mm-hmm. it only becomes that much more difficult and challenging to, to take care of it. And it, it, is, a, it is a definite uh, life changer. My thanks to SimplySafe.com and Coinbase for sponsoring today's show. Please remember to support our sponsors. My thanks to Dr. Sal Sarisi for his time, his candor, and his eagerness to share a difficult story with us here on the Not Old Better Show. You can find out more online at notold-better.com, where you'll find all our history links about today's show and other shows. Remember, let's talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody, and I'll see you next week.